This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Black Friday, November 27th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who takes the ultimate COVID precautionary measures, Jerem Jordan. I trust that dude. Yeah, thanks, Taysom. Uh, But BYU has, uh, you know, the bragging rights over New Orleans after the win last night. So does Taysom Hill. I bet he's just going around the French Quarter this morning going, hey, you guys see the game last night on BYU TV or what? Who dat? No, he's not saying that. Mark Pope is taking more precautions than I am because Mark Fox who was the guy that kind of got Pope into the biz at Georgia and now the head coach at Cal. Apparently these two chatted on the phone and uh, via FaceTime, and Mark Fox <laughs> tweeted, uh, season's here, hope we clear testing so we can play. In the meantime, congrats to my former assistant, Mark Pope, on his new contract and spacesuit. <laughs> now, this does not appear to be an Instagram filter. This looks legit. I texted Mark, do you own a spacesuit? And I have yet to hear back. So, <laughs> waiting on that. That's the ultimate mask, right? Don't doubt a guy that uses model tape, no kidding, model yeah. tape on his nose so that his mask will stay up during the game and he doesn't have to continually yeah. keep repositioning it on his face. He like peeled it off Wednesday night. After the yeah, last night he yeah. said, I think it just peeled off my skin too. Yeah. Well, uh, we should mention something uh, regarding Gonzaga right now, currently up uh, 49-35 uh, at halftime over Auburn. The spokesman reviews Jim Meehan, uh, who has been on the show before, points – Two Gonzaga players are out due to COVID-19 protocols. That doesn't mean they're positive per se. Mm-hmm. They won't play in today's game against Auburn. Jeff Goodman reported they are two younger role players. So we're, we're told Gonzaga is isolated on buses, planes, and traveling so that if they had an issue, they could avoid something oh, like wow. this. Oh, wow. Which is smart. Um, yeah, if, if, so if one person gets it, you're not done, right? Remember how Gonzaga scored 102 <laughs> points Isolation. against Kansas? Yeah, that was an early ball. 102 against the number six Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. Um, They're in the West Coast Conference. It's severely overrated. Yeah. Uh, by the way, San Francisco uh, leading number four Virginia at the moment by three. Two games in action. So perhaps we'll get to more of those later. Um, we're doing. We're actually doing more isolation on this show. Uh, we're running more screen and roll just for me. But um, also, Spencer, you're alone um, at the games in the stands. This is you last night. Um all by myself. If All we had the rights to that, we'd, we'd play it right now. Yeah, you're just you're you're not the sideline reporter. You're the, <laughs> the stands, stands reporter. reporter now. Yeah. Yes. During timeouts, I can get as close to the court as possible, so I position myself next to the BYU bench, and I'll walk down the stairs and try and hear some things, and then walk back up to my seat because the first five rows are blocked off by BYU insignia or uh, tarps, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, you should just sit on those. <laughs> just lay on them. Yeah, yeah, just what's lay, up, guys? Just lay down. Hand, your feet hands up. Hands on your head. Hey, hi. What's <laughs> up? It's over here. It's a very unique scenario, yeah. but we're happy to be covering the team. We're oh, man, it was playing. great. Listen, we did two games. We did uh, our, our first pre-halftime post game shows with Tyler Haas and myself. That was really fun. Uh, super normal and natural, just like we never left. I mean, it was great to be back in the Marriott Center with, with stuff. BYU basketball will obviously be a big part of today's Black Friday show. Also, will BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. You want to know exactly how he was feeling the morning after BYU and his teammates found out they were number 14 in the initial college football playoff poll? Well, you're going to know. And Zach was, in a word, 
bothered. Also, the Rootables, have they ever been more important than this week? Which teams you need to win so that BYU can get some course correction in that poll? BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins will also join us. And how about some real accountability with our prop picks? Here are today's BYU Sports Station headlines. BYU men's basketball opens the season with a 49-point win over Westminster and a 25-point win against New Orleans. It wasn't the Pelicans, it was the privateer. Cougars made 28 threes in the two games combined, shot 50% or better in both as well. Alex Barcelo led the team in scoring in both games, including this spectacular play. BYU by 21 for the first time tonight, and A.B. on the backhand steal. Barcelo behind the back, all the way to the rim, reverse lay and good by Alex Barcelo. Taking over here in the second half. Muy bueno. Cougars host Utah Valley tomorrow. That's fun. Lots of uh, Wolverines on this side, uh, two Cougars on the other side. Radio pregame at 8 Eastern, TV pregame at 8.30 Eastern. Now, the BYU win last night did not come without a significant loss. We hope it's only temporary. Gavin Baxter left last night's game late in the first half with an apparent knee injury. He did not return. Head coach Mark Pope said that Gavin will undergo an MRI and further examinations before a final diagnosis is made. This one hurts. That one hurts, yeah. BYU Women's Hoops tips off at season tonight versus LSU in Las Vegas. 9.30 Eastern as well. Washington tomorrow night. We'll chat with Jeff Judkins, a.k.a. Shooter McJudkins, later yeah. in the program. Still mad he didn't make that his Twitter handle. I know. He's at Coach Judkins. We were like, at Shooter McJudkins. That'd be <laughs> we awesome, We gave him bro. like five really solid yeah, ideas. Yeah. He didn't take it. And for our Cougars in the NFL, there are a bunch, Jerem. Starting with this bit of COVID news. Cleveland Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki, fresh off his pick six of Carson Wentz, has been placed on the COVID reserve list. But Harvey Longy, another former BYU linebacker, and the New York Jets host Kyle Van Noy and the surging Dolphins. Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers of San Diego travel to Buffalo to take on the 7-3 Bills. Fred Warner and the 49ers down the coast to visit the L.A. Rams. Then there's Taysom Hill making his second start for the New Orleans Saints in the Mile High City against the Denver Broncos. Daniel Sorensen and the 9-1 Chiefs will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jamal Williams and the Packers host the Bears. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. And so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Black Friday, two-for-one special. Two BYU men's basketball games, two lopsided wins, and one show to react to both because we didn't have a show on Thanksgiving. Jerem, what have we learned about this year's BYU men's basketball team through the first two games? I learned uh, muchos things. Uh, five, in fact. Number one, BYU can still shoot the three. 28 made threes They had in the two games. 18 the first night. That tied a program record, set a Marriott Senate record. And then 10 different dudes made a three. The record was seven. BYU obliterates that. <laughs> 10 different. I think you were one of the 10. You uh-huh. came out and made one. That was yeah. awesome. BYU shooting 42% through two uh, games. That's the exact percentage BYU led the nation with last season. Item number two. Cougars are probably pretty deep from game to game, depending on matchups. 11 guys have played at least 20 minutes. Love it. I like that. Number three. Alex Marcel is the man. 22 a game. Leading scorer. Shifted from kind of shooting guard to point guard. 69% shooting so far. 67% from three. I'll take that. That's acceptable. Number four, BYU's big, and that means rebounding second-chance points. Plus 40 in rebounds right now. And last night, that's how BYU won. BYU's not going to be bigger than everybody, but BYU can match up with everybody yes. inside. And uh, fifth, but not, uh, and last but not least, BYU 
Should have won these two games, but I was impressed by how they did in two different ways. It was fun to watch BYU get back on the court. And yeah. we all kind of wondered, what is this team going to look like? Because there was so much roster turnover. And that naturally made us think, okay, well, they're not going to shoot as many threes, right? Because they just have so much size. They're going to be so dominant inside. Jerem, they're it's shooting. 20, it's 2020. You shoot yes, you shoot threes. Yeah. You yeah. shoot a ton of threes. They're going to shoot a bunch, and they're going to make a bunch. And as you pointed out through the first two games, at last year's clip, or maybe even better, they averaged 10 three-point makes a game last season. They're averaging 14 through two games. I don't think that number It'll will be hold. be hard to sustain. <laughs> yep. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make 10 a game. And I literally am cool with uh, almost everyone shooting a three. Richard Harward, not so much. But almost everybody else? Well, Big Rich is taking care of things uh, – down in the paint. Yeah, that's right. He has a different role. But almost everybody can shoot a three, which is awesome. I love the offensive rebounding. BYU was the 344th team ranked out of 351 in offensive rebounding last year. Yeah. The only child's missing 13 games has everything to do with it. Sure. Yeah. And the fact that BYU made a bunch of shots and there wasn't a ton of need for yeah, offensive yeah. That's, rebounds. Yeah, yeah. That's like in football. Like, uh, yeah, time possession matters. No, it doesn't. Just score. One play, score. Who cares? So they averaged six offensive rebounds per game last year. They are going to destroy that number this year. I think Richard Harwood had six offensive rebounds by himself last night. He was awesome. They're deep on the roster at every position. I love the ABBA backcourt mm-hmm. uh, to steal a sh- uh, a song title. They are money, money, money. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Yeah. Brandon Averett. Two seniors. Alex Barcelo. Two seniors, They are man. solid, experienced. They're considerably BYU better. Uh, when both of those guys are on the floor. And uh, back to Richard Harwood, I, I just love his game, Jerem. I love the way he plays the game and brings energy to the floor. It's ugly. It's scrappy. He's so raw. Just, like, oh! like, he's just like, there's not a lot of finesse there, but I think you need a guy that doesn't have any finesse where he's just, he's just going to, he's just gonna, like, he's like a more skilled Corbin and Bronson Kafusi. Does that make sense? Where he's just like big dude, has a lot of yeah. good moves down low, Physical de- defense, rebounding, like he's going to struggle from the free throw line a little bit. Maybe that'll improve throughout the season. But I, yeah, I, I like the components of BYU. Obviously, big question mark with the Gavin Baxter injury. Mm. And let's see if he's out it's a significant amount of time. Hopefully not, uh. because he's a starter. Like Gavin Baxter has started the first two games. That tells you how he played over the offseason and recovered from labrum surgery. And if he can't play another game, that would really stink because that would have been only nine games in two seasons because of a labrum tear last year. Came back for the seven unselfishly. Could have redshirted. Yeah. And then uh, the first two games here. We're thinking about Gavin. Um, we're still waiting on Matt Harms. Right. Matt Harms didn't even play. Who we hope will be in position to play by at least next yeah. week's road games in Connecticut. Sprained ankle, trying to get back. Yeah, I would say. Practice him today, see how he looks. Maybe he'll ready play for, a little tomorrow. Be ready for Tuesday. Yeah. If he plays a little tomorrow, great, but just be ready for What did we learn? Well, I learned that Richard Harward is the man, and he's exactly what the coaches said he was. And we let him off the hook. <laughs> Topic two. The hook was his redshirt year, by the way. Today's Black Friday. Hopefully uh, Karen or Terry didn't snag something off the shelf you wanted. Uh, consider using the internet next time. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I would like to speak to your manager. BYU football has openings on December 5th and 19th. I don't know if you knew this, Spencer. So what Black Friday scheduling deals is BYU shopping for? Okay, Jerem, I'm going back to the video game well here. Last night, GameStop was trending on Twitter because people are camping outside of every GameStop trying to get the one or two PlayStation 5s that are available 
in each store. Mm. People were camping or, since that's Wednesday. It? They gave up Thanksgiving. What is, what is this, the Phantom Menace? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm serious, and it's so stupid. But, hey, more power to you. You want the PS5, you go get it. Okay, so it's a major reach, but the PS5 equivalent okay. of a scheduled game for BYU football is within the Pac-12. Specifically, Wait, really? one scenario. It's a reach. It's a major reach. I thought the Pac-12 thing probably wasn't going to happen. Washington State is supposed to play USC a week from today, okay. on Friday. Okay. Both of those teams have COVID issues, are both going to be available. And because it's on Friday, the Pac-12 protocols of, well, you by Thursday. No, no, no. I mean Wednesday then? Then it's a day earlier. Mm, okay. So maybe BYU says, look, work with this. Yeah. We'll commit to this game on Tuesday if you can guarantee it that it'll be played. And we don't have to play it on Friday either. And we can clearly, push it back to Saturday. Well, do you feel like the Pac-12 would do that? Because I don't know. I, I felt like this week we learned Colorado's that playing not San Diego going State. To. Colorado's playing San Diego State. Wasn't Colorado already planning on going to California? Sure. Or is San Diego State going to uh, Boulder? But it doesn't matter. BYU will go wherever. BYU will, will fly to USC. They'll fly to Washington State. It's right. It's not They'll about camp lo- out. It's not about location. It's about guarantee of the game. Right. That, that was the holdup for BYU. Well, it's it the, PS, like, the PS5, right? okay? It's just a massive reach. It's, it's going to be hard. Colorado. It's going to be hard to get. Why did, yeah. Well, San Diego State had less of a concern than BYU in the whether this is guaranteed or not thing. One less, day, one less day in that game for both of those teams that have had issues for contingency protocols. So maybe, maybe That'd be there's nice. a smidgen of a door opening. Do we there. really feel like BYU and the Pac-12 are going to connect? I, after this week, I don't really feel like that's I don't know. an option. I, I don't really feel like... They, there's been a good relationship there. There have been issues historically, but obviously BYU plays multiple Well, think about a team that needs year. the game, that needs some help. USC is one of those teams. They need the help. Well, to what end? Like, they're not going to get all the way into... We, we think that there will be a Pac-12 New Year's Six team... Do they want to be better than Oregon? They're five spots behind Oregon. Well, all they have to spots? do is win the Pac-12 and beat Oregon. They don't need BYU for that. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's just it's I, it's a reach. It's yeah. a reach. I think thinking that anybody needs BYU to this uh, at this point is somewhat of a reach itself. We've assumed in this entire scheduling thing, it's like, well, B- people want to play BYU. When BYU was in the top ten, perhaps, but guess what? BYU didn't schedule another game when they were in the top ten. Now BYU's 14th. Uh, BYU needs games more than other teams typically need games. I'm saying as it pertains to, say, climbing up. I'm not sure what BYU, one, can realistically get, or two, even theoretically get, that would help BYU become a New Year's Six team. I think BYU's in a pretty precarious position right now that concerns me quite a bit, where you go from thinking probable Fiesta to, like, Gasparilla. Like, that drop is is massive. Who's BYU going to get that can elevate them? Who needs or wants BYU? Since he ain't happening, that was the game that could have done it. Okay. But what now? I, I am completely flabbergasted by the, the situation here where BYU probably, it doesn't feel like they can get a game or two that's really going to matter. The only thing that BYU can do, in my opinion, is get at least two games, as good as you can get them, mm-hmm. whoever, wherever that is, Sit there at 12-0 and 0 on Selection Sunday, and hopefully, hopefully the dust settles. It's a little crazier than you thought. And it's like, you know what? BYU does deserve this. And they sneak into the Fiesta Bowl at the very end. That's like, that feels like the best-case scenario right now. Yeah, more than likely, BYU is going to end up with a Black Friday deal that involves some type of 
cheap TV that's they, been sitting around for a couple of years. Settlers of Catan Expansion Edition. They're like, <laughs> I didn't ask for this, but it's which, nice. Which is going to be the equivalent of a Middle Tennessee, a Conference USA team or a Sun Belt team. Okay, that's better than nothing. It's something, but it doesn't some, hey, really move the needle. Hey, we got a great deal on this. Yeah, but that TV came out two years ago, and you know. I, I left on my mission trip the day after Christmas. It was the worst, man. Because guess what I got for Christmas? Socks, ties, and lifesavers. That just stunk. Yeah. But I was about to go do the most unselfish thing I've ever done. So it, it was all good. But it was tough from the what am I getting today standpoint that typically is on Christmas. But if you have a more unselfish mindset, hopefully BYU can figure out something that works. Maybe BYU can find a good deal on some AirPods and go get a UCF or a Mountain West team that needs somebody on December 5th. We'll see. Utah State already essentially said no to BYU earlier, too. No, they, they do not they, want to play BYU. Army although the, does, although they, does played, not want to play BYU. they played last night against a bad New Mexico team. <laughs> At least the football team for Utah State won last night, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball, on the other hand, lost by 24 to South Dakota State. Our question of the day. Which Black Friday deal are you buying for BYU today? You take that any direction you would like. Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Kelly on Twitter for national media to listen to both sides of a story. Ah! The college football playoff committee to be more fair, no major COVID issues, and the addition of at least one quality game. Well, at least you don't want a lot, Kelly. Wow. I think there's a buy one, get one (laughs) sale, so all four should be within reach. Oh, yeah. Let's go. BOGO. Yeah, that's great. By the way... um, Loved the tweet from Alex Caressa to the College Football Playoff Committee yesterday saying, hey, happy Thanksgiving to everyone except for the CFP committee. Uh, I hope your desserts are sugar-free. There's not enough left Turkeys burned. <laughs> he also had an emoji we can't mention on here. Coming up, Heisman candidate quarterback Zach Wilson joins us. Yeah, what does uh, Zach think about being ranked 14th? And more importantly, what did he think the morning after? Because that's when we did this. He was not happy. And neither are we. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The battle for University Parkway is tomorrow night. Men's Hoops hosts Utah Valley Cougar pregame live. View on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff is live at 8.30 Eastern. We are live in Studio B on Black Friday with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. On Wednesday... We had a chance to talk with Zach Wilson literally hours after BYU found out they were much lower in the initial college football playoff rankings than they anticipated being. The Heisman Trophy candidate joined us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Here is that conversation. Zach, I feel like wearing a headband that says any team, any place, any time right now based <laughs> on what happened at the college football playoff rankings. So how do I get one of those headbands? <laughs> Call up my mom. She'll get you one. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Wilson has the answer. All right. uh, I'll talk to her about that. In the meantime, where did you feel like you should have been ranked in the initial college football playoff poll? It's hard. You know, I felt like we were good where we were. Um, I think think the tough thing is, for me personally, I kind of feel like I had an idea of of before these rankings even came out that we were going to have to do something to prove ourselves, whether it was – playing another game, finishing out strong against someone else. Um, you know, that's what's hard is I feel like either way, whether we were 8 or 14, we, we still have something to prove to someone because, uh, you know, I still don't feel like 
even where we were sitting before that we were guaranteed a new year six spot and um, for sure not a college football playoff spot yeah i was feeling confident all year that at 10 and 0 should you be able to play the San Diego State game and win it, that, hey, that's a New Year's Six position. And now we know that that is not. BYU is going to have to schedule a game or two. Yet, Zach, we know this, you know this, Tom has not just been on the phone the last couple days with Washington. It's been all year. We thought maybe Alabama was going to be the opener. This has been a process, and yet it's been tough to get somebody. So are you hoping you get one or two games on December 5th and now the 19th to finish out the season? Yeah, for sure. And that's you know, that's really the goal is, is to play as many teams as we can and keep proving people that we're a good team. And, um, you know, we'll play anybody that wants to play us that, um, you know, really fits into, um, I mean, people just say like the rules, making sure it fits on both sides. You know, we're not going to go schedule some game that makes absolutely no sense for us as a program. But, um, you know, I feel like we'll take anyone that wants to come and play us, especially, you know, a top-ranked team that we can prove ourselves against. And, um, you know, I feel like that's that's a, that's the goal for Tom too. I know he's he's working to try and do that as well. And Washington didn't fit, it fit some of the criteria, but not all of it. But obviously, what they laid out was uh, impossible, uh, and they were going to play Utah anyway. So it ma- it makes yeah. sense, right? There was a lot of weird narrative about that earlier in the week, and now it's clear that that game was never even going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we gave them a, an amazing offer, and all we all we asked was just to say. Um, guarantee us this game tell us that you will for sure play us on on Saturday so that we're not screwed over and um, guys that were supposed to go home for Thanksgiving with their family um, we're no we're no longer able to have that and so um, we gave them a great offer and they turned it down and and really I don't even know if that's them right I feel like the Pac-12 probably would have stepped in and said hey even if you guys agree on that we don't and, and you guys can't do that so um, I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be like that but uh, you know it is what it is BYU junior quarterback Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Zach, within the team inner circles, how are they collectively handling the disappointment of being ranked number 14 and not in a better position? Yeah, I think pissed off in a good way. Guys are using it as an opportunity to, um, you know, everyone's sending texts like, hey, we got to go. Like this is, um, you know, no one no one believes in us still. We got we to gotta go and we got we to gotta keep proving everybody wrong and, um, you know, I think that's, that's most of the message going around. I, I don't really see anyone that's, you know, saying it's, um, you know, messed up of them or whatever, but just people saying, Hey, we gotta, we gotta go play super well. And so I feel like everyone's just chopping up a bit to get after it. We knew this season was going to be a challenge. As soon as the schedule got down to two games, it was like, Oh gosh, just get what you can. Right. And BYU tried to get more. Uh, like I mentioned, Alabama, there was Iowa state discussion. Obviously Washington was in the mix. It didn't work out for the reasons we talked about. Um, what what more could you guys have done? You've scheduled and played nine games. You've won by 34 a game. You won by 34 at Boise State. You changed the Houston game to a road game. Who does that? I don't feel like BYU could have done anything more than this. Yeah, that's what's tough. You know, I think about the same thing. It's like we've controlled everything we can control. We've played everyone that uh, we've been given. We've tried to play um, anyone else that wants to play us, and um, you know, we've done our part as players. We can't do anything. We just play what we have in front of us. And so, um, you know, really, I think if we just keep handling business, you know, something will work out in the end. That's, that's in our favor and, uh, we'll be happy with how things go. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I really haven't talked to Tom and, and know what he's doing, but I, I'm sure he's trying to find something for us and, uh, something to, to prove that we're, that we're a good team and, and we need that opportunity and stuff as well. But really, I don't think we have, have anything have anything else we could have done i mean i really think the only thing is maybe just running the score up on some of these teams um because so many people are so intrigued with 
the stats of the game and how how big of a margin of win you have when you know I've barely played a fourth quarter this whole year and it's like if we left our starters in how many points would we really have thrown up on these guys when Kalani has more sportsmanship than any coach in the country um you know really if we would have you know we could have put up 60 on every single team we've played this year and and Kalani would probably would have gotten crap for it but maybe the conversation would be different right now Zach, what did you think of your coach's demeanor last night and his message to the media on ESPN when asked about if BYU was running scared and why the Washington game didn't happen and being ranked number 14? Yeah, I thought it was perfect. I thought he just wanted to let everybody know that we're not shying away from it. You know, we countered an offer that was, um, you know, respectable for both of our sides. Um, And, you know, they didn't want to do it. And it's not necessarily because they're scared either. You know, I think that was the message that, um, he wanted to show it's not like, oh, you know, we're fine at 9-0. Uh, let's go ahead and not play Washington this week because, you know, we don't want to hurt our record. You know, it's nothing like that. And so I thought he did a great job explaining that to people. And, um, you know, what I thought was hard is he couldn't really go in depth on, as to why. Um, you know, he knows why, but he can't he can't share that information with a lot of people. And I'm sure everyone would want him to. Yeah, and, and he's a nice guy, like you mentioned. But I, I, I did see some of the fiery Kalani coming out there, and it was oh, yeah. brimming to the surface, which is always uh, yeah. a little fun to see. Let, let's talk about what the kind of the next step is. Obviously, you're hoping for a game next week. There's no game this week. It's not going to happen, right? So next, next week, how many days as the quarterback do you feel like you need and the team needs to prepare for an opponent? Like how late into the week could you be told, oh, we're playing this game this week? Yeah, shoot, I think we could take it all the way to Wednesday. Um, you know, I feel like the real push would be kind of on the coaches, um, getting a game plan together, how much prepping they do of that. You know, I think the problem is we wouldn't be able to install a whole bunch of new stuff. We wouldn't be able to um, really dial up some crazy play calls and stuff like we have in the past. You know, I think we'd have to keep it pretty simple, but that's just really because um, lack of time uh, prepping for it. But every time that we've had a short week, um, I feel like the guys have responded well and, and they're able to say, hey, we play early this week. You know, we got to get after it sooner. And, you know, even for me, I feel like if we found out on a Wednesday, you know, I'd be down to play Saturday. I feel like I'd be able to pour everything we have into it and and make sure we're prepared for that game. Boise State was sort of a primer on that, perhaps. Did you guys learn something about that process when you had you had Monday and Wednesday because Tuesday was Election Day? And then you traveled Thursday, plays Friday and you had so much success on two full days of prep. Yeah, exactly. I think that's just the advantage of having a veteran team, guys that are experienced uh, you really don't need all that practice time when you have these guys that have been playing for three years. Um, it really comes down to like the mental prep, understanding the game plan, understanding uh, what we're going to be going against um, when we see their defense line up against us, and um, you know the coaches just getting their game plan ready. I feel I really feel like that's that's all it is. You know, we really don't need a ton of practice days, um, and and when we get them, we're going to take advantage of them. But really, even Boise, you know, could have been cut one one day shorter. I feel like as far as prep goes, and we would have been all right. Zach, much has been said about the open December 5th date and the fact that Cincinnati has an open date on December 5th, but we've learned that Cincinnati's now dealing with some COVID issues, so that throws a wrench into playing that game. But we don't know what's going to happen. It's 2020. If indeed you had an opportunity to play Cincinnati, do you feel like that's the best game that you could realistically go get? Or do you feel like there's someone else out there that you could go and prove yourselves against? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that would be a huge one. I'd be all over that, and um, the team would be all over that, and I even feel like Cincinnati should be all over that. If they want to prove themselves as a team, too, I feel like it'd be, you know, ultra-competitive, and everyone would be um, excited, you know, knowing what comes from that win, and so 
um, you know, that would be a great win. Um, you know, I actually haven't heard about some of their COVID stuff that's been going on, trying to avoid the whole matter. But, um, you know, even anyone that's ranked, I think, in that top 10 that, you know, maybe was thrown above us, you know, I'd be happy to play any single one of them um, and just show them that, that BYU can compete with any of them. And I think, I think that's the message around the whole locker room. The message seems obvious, but let's discuss what it when, what went into uh, creating and wearing the headband any team time place on a Saturday against North Alabama. Yeah, it's hard to say, and I think it was really because you know me and my parents talking about it is is we kind of knew it was going to come down to this. We kind of knew that the playoff com- playoff committee was probably going to screw us, and we were going to end up falling falling off the board a little bit, um, and we weren't going to have uh, you know the same ranking that we did before, and so. Um, you know, we knew Tom was pushing for that, but the headband was kind of like, Hey, you know, we're not saying that we're better than anybody, but it's, we're here to play anyone that wants to play us anywhere, anytime, any place. And so, um, really the message just goes to show that, you know, we're not afraid of anybody. We're not sitting here saying, um, you know, we love our schedule that, that, you know, people are saying isn't strong enough. And, um, you know, I think people are overlooking a lot of those teams personally. I think a lot of them are, are better than, than they're saying, um, but really we're here to play any team that wants to play us. Zach, we appreciate you joining us uh, during an emotional time for sure for BYU and during your holiday break. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday shopping, and we'll see you uh, when you get back to work next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He explained why he wore the headband. Uh, in his words, quote, the playoff committee was probably going to screw us. So basically to say, okay, we're willing to do this. Now, tons of backlash at BYU because they say no, but people don't look into the fact that BYU didn't want to commit to doing that game when it wasn't going to happen. I believe that's entirely because of Thanksgiving. I think if this is a regular week and the guys are in town and They'd probably normal, do it. They, would have, they could have said yes and had it canceled, and that would have been okay. But because guys were already out of town, BYU didn't have a game. So Sunday, guys left, like Chris Wilcox – put on Instagram Sunday, hey, I'm back in Fontana. First time I've been home since... I went to BYU four years. Like, it's been a long time or whatever. Yeah. So I think it has a lot to do with that. And and that BYU's tried to schedule teams. People are clowning on BYU because, hey, they they said they'd play this, but then they didn't. It's like, well, look at it. Because guess what? Washington's playing Utah now. That game, BYU and Washington, even if BYU had agreed from the beginning, was not going to happen. Yeah, Zach Wilson, not happy, understandably, and we wait and see which game BYU will get. We're assuming they're going to get one. There's no guarantee, though. Okay, coming up, women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins live from Vegas on opening day. And what was the most impressive thing about Caleb Lohner's performance in his first two games as a freshman? This is BYU Sports Nation. I thought you were the Lohner in the stands. Wait a minute. Two Lohners there. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. You demand it, we give it. Watch it on BYUOSN.com, BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio's app or where podcasts are found. And this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Tackling 
America's most challenging shipping problems. A BYU fan started a change.org petition to rank BYU higher in the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> What's going to have a bigger impact on BYU moving up the petition, playing another game, or what teams do around them? None of the above, Jerem. It's all about the voices that have been so collectively angry in their outcry against the college football playoff committee. They're feeling the heat from Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and Joel Klatt and any other high-level guy. I think that will be the most impactful. Then, of course, as we've discussed, BYU's got to play another game. They have to play another game. Or games, right? Right. Uh, Kalani Stockett keeps telling us we've wanted to get to 12. So, yeah, I agree with that. BYU's in a tough spot. The teams around them could fall, but the teams behind them could climb, too. Caleb Lohner had six points and nine rebounds in 12 minutes last night. He also fouled out in that time, which was more impressive, Jeremy. Well, he had six points, eight rebounds in the first half, and then he had one rebound in the second because your boy had three fouls in four minutes. So I'm more impressed by the fouls. It's hard to do. It's harder to foul out in 12 minutes than it is have a six and nine. Ask the all-time fouls leader, Nate Austin. Oh, yes, yeah. it's, it's all about the fouls, baby. <laughs> BYU Women's Hoops will feature a black uniform combo this season. By the way, opening game today. We'll talk to Jeff Judkins coming up. Do you like the black uh, on Royal look for hoops? Yes. That's kind of a, you know, once in a while uniform. You bet. More so in basketball than in football, too. I feel like basketball, they play more games. So, you, I mean, it's That's okay for clean, the more uniform that. combos. Yes. Shaylee Gonzalez in the black and royal. Let's go. Okay, BYU Men's Hoops wore it in 98. They actually wore it a couple years ago against Illinois. And maybe in another game. It looks nice, dude. I love black uniforms. It's sharp. And I like what BYU has for hoops more than football as well. All right, that takes us to this week's Rootables. If you're new to the program, uh, because BYU is scoreboard watching very heavily, more now now more than uh, ever before, we're looking at two of the most important games this weekend, even though BYU is not playing. Okay. We need, we collectively, BYU Sports Nation, need Texas to beat Iowa State, Jerem. And right now, Texas is up 10-7 on the Cyclones with four minutes left in the first quarter. But won't Texas maybe leapfrog BYU? So here's the thing. I feel like if number 17 Texas beats number 13 Iowa State, then it will give the college football playoff committee some room to course correct without having to look as dumb as they did by putting BYU at 14 in the first place. Hopefully. So maybe they put Texas up to 14 and put BYU at number 13. And one of the two lost teams goes behind BYU because now they have three losses. Also, South Carolina hosting Georgia. Georgia's going to crush South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But if the Gamecocks are close, they're a 21-point underdog. If it's close and ugly, then maybe there's room for some, oh, yeah, Georgia's not really as good as we thought they'd be. So maybe Georgia with their two losses gets dropped a bit if they look sloppy against South Carolina. Okay, sounds good to me, man. Coming up, prop picks with a consequential twist. And BYU basketball women's coach Jeff Judkins, the former NBA star, joins us from Las Vegas. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us Monday night, November 30th, the day earlier than normal, 8.30 Eastern, for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope live from Connecticut as the Cougars prepare to play USC next Tuesday. Scoring update, by the way, number four, Virginia playing San Francisco in men's hoops. San Fran up four with under 16 to go. Why does Virginia do this? Why do they play this way? That's interesting. And the score, I think, is eight to four. 
No, hey, it's, Jerem. No, it's like 32-20. What if BYU basketball and football play against USC next week? That would be something, Oh, right? that would be fun. Yeah. Let's so, go, Trojans. Not happening. Coach Soto, let's go, baby. <laughs> Vic Soto, Use, use your connections. Welcome back to the show in Studio B. Joining us now from Las Vegas on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom is one of our all-time favorites, former NBA veteran, all-American college basketball player, now the head coach of BYU Women's Basketball, Jeff Judkins. Coach, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. You guys look great. You guys are doing it. And season's here finally after a long Long summer, long fall, so it's it's exciting to get going. It's your 20th season. We feel like we should congratulate you on that. That's It's an, been an incredible run for you, so uh, welcome to your 20th season. Congratulations. Well, thanks, Spencer. It's It's gone it's gone fast. That's was a lot of years, but it doesn't seem like that long, but it's 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 been a fun ride for me. I've enjoyed every minute of it, and uh, I'm very lucky to be able to coach and do something that I love and be able to coach great athletes and, and really young ladies that work hard and do the right thing and really are the, are the true, I guess, student athlete that everybody wants them to be. So I'm very blessed. Jeffrey, we're excited about your team because Shaylee Gonzalez is back, obviously Sarah Hampson and Paisley uh, Johnson Harding, and then you've added a nice influx of uh, newcomers, grad transfers, and freshmen. Uh, how do you feel about this team this year? We have a lot of depth. I think what you just said, a lot of people came in. We've had two transfers, and then we had a young lady sit out. Uh, Laura Laura um, had, to, had to sit out last year for transferring. Um, and then, so we have, instead of having seven deep, I think we're really nine or ten deep, which I haven't had that for a long time. And with injuries, with COVID-19, with all these other things, it's nice to be able to really have that. And uh, this team, we can play a lot of different ways, which is with the depth that I have, it's, it's been nice. I haven't been able to do that for, a, for quite a while. So um, we're excited. You know, you're kind of you're kind of a little nervous because you, you practice, you feel like you're doing pretty well, but until you get on the court and start playing, you don't know really where your team's going to be yet. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation from Las Vegas as the Cougars get set to open up their season against LSU at the South Point Shootout. Everybody wants to know about Shaylee Gonzalez. And from a coaching standpoint, she's healthy, yes, but does she look like the Shaylee of old or something else, Coach? She looks very similar. Um, Sitting out last year, it helped her a lot on her shot. Her outside shooting is way more consistent now than it was as a freshman. She looks, she's, she looks for her jumpers probably more than she did, but she still gets to the basket. She's still scrappy. She still can make great plays. Um, and I, I think she's got a lot of, a lot of fire. I mean, sitting out for a year is hard. And I think she's really excited to get going. Uh, she's kind of the, you know, the missing part that we had on last year's team. She just does so many things to help other players. I think that's what makes her so great is she makes things easy for everybody else. And so, you know, I'm trying to make her a complete player. I've been really hard on her with her defense. I want her to be a lot better defender than she was as a freshman. I expect her to do, you know, take take the good player and not always stick it to somebody else. And uh, she's had to show a lot of leadership. I mean, you know, being a sophomore now, but being kind of a redshirt sophomore, she's been here for a while. So, 
we're expecting big things from Shaylee, and uh, she's she's playing well right now. The last game she played, she had 32 against Stanford in the NCAA tournament. That was quite the performance. Let's talk about some of these newcomers you mentioned. Tegan Graham, a grad transfer from Colgate. Kayla Bellis-Lee, that's Colby Lee's wife, who transferred from Michigan State. And then uh, you mentioned Porter Gustin, who plays in the NFL with the Browns, went to USC from Salem Hills here. Uh, his sister, Lauren Gustin, is on this team. What will they bring to the squad? Well, Lauren, Lauren played high school ball one year with Shaylee, and they won a state championship. Uh, Lauren is a tough physical player, great rebounder. Um, she just knows how to play, got a really good feel. Um, she's physical. I think she brings a lot of that to our team. And she's worked really hard on her outside jumper. She's now hitting 15 to 18 feet. And if she can do that, that can really open up the middle for us. Uh, Keegan is kind of a well rounded player. She can. She played the four of the three, can guard anybody, great passer. For some reason, these New Zealand players are very good passers. I don't know if it just comes from playing something over there. I don't know, but she's an excellent, excellent passer. Shoots the three, um, a great leader, always talking on the court. I think, and then, her, of course, her she's a she's a grad transfer, so she's got a lot of experience. She's been in, in, been in some big games. Uh, Kayla came in really excited about her. She's playing really well. And then she had some some knee problems. She had to get her knee uh, scoped. And she's not going to be on this trip. She's just uh, trying to get rehab. And we're hoping to get her back, hopefully, by by next week or the week after. Um, but she, she brings us a lot of inside presence, can shoot the three, um, good rebounder and so I think these three are going to make a big impact to our team this year coach the first game of the season is always uh kind of a guessing game what do you expect from your team against a formidable SEC opponent in LSU tonight well you know LSU is uh four years ago she recruited this this group that she has right now and she thought this would be her best year I think with them all being seniors so now we're playing a veteran team that's been together for three years. Um, they play, of course, in one of the best conferences in America. So for us, we got to come out and really just stick it to them and know that it's going to be a real physical, tough game. And if we can if we can hang with them on the boards, not give them a lot of opportunities, then we have a good chance of winning. I, I don't think they realize what kind of shooting team that we have. We have a very good team that can hit the three from the outside. And, you know, and so if we can, if we can stay with them with on the glass, I think we have a really good chance of, of beating them today. And you've got the size to do that. You six, eight, everything all right there, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, we got, we got that, but they got a six, five pulse that, that is, it's really good. She's, she was, First team all conference last year, and she's physical and can score it. So I hope Sarah can really kind of get her out of rhythm, and then we'll bring some other players in just to try to bump her around and not let her get, you know, get the position that she really wants to. But you know, I think our team's excited for this matchup. Uh, sometimes you like to have an easy game first, but sometimes it's good to play a real good team first. Kind of like what Gonzaga men did yesterday. They they played Kansas, and it was a really tough game. Uh, sometimes playing that first game like that can really help your team. Coach, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. 
Uh, in fact, uh, you should probably treat yourself some, to some room service. Well, can you go to Steak and Shake downstairs <laughs> at South Point? Is that, is that okay? Uh, it's okay, but I haven't been down there. We've kind of stayed in our wing, and I think we just, we just, you hear so many teams that the games are being canceled and this and that, and so we've, we just want to make sure that we're, we're, you know, we have a great chance to play this preseason. So these girls are real careful, and we are careful. All right, yeah, well, the karma extends to uh, COVID protections as well. And treat yourself to a milkshake, man. Get it however you need to get it. Order it through room send, service. You deserve this. Send Lee or Ray down there for I, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thanks for being on with you. And hopefully we'll have a great year this year. You got it. Looking forward to it. Jeff Judkins on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show up. Every time we're in Vegas, we go to Steak and Shake, dude. Yeah. Love it. It's one Is of our favorite time spots. time we interview him and we don't end with a smile laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This team's good, by the way. I, so I was going to say, BYU has 16 players on the roster. 10 or 6 foot or taller. It's like the tallest team I can ever remember from BYU women's basketball. I, I think they're a top 25 team. I really do. Let's go. Let's go. Coming up, today's Rise and Shadows. Plus, prop picks with some real accountability. This is BYU Sports Nation. About time. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Caleb Loner and then the Loner in the stands last night. Uh, download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. All right. Uh, today we're going to begin a new venture within this BYU basketball season and our version of prop picks for the Cougar Hoopsters. We had a major twist to this season. <laughs> there will be consequences <laughs> If we lose. Yes, there will. So after each matchup, uh, whoever loses, meaning fewer correct picks, we may have the same number or whatever, uh-huh. or we, none of us got any right of them, the same number. We will spin the wheel of consequence. There will be a consequence <gasps> that we have to do for the rest of that segment. <laughs> One of those includes shaving your head. No, it doesn't. But we'll, uh, we'll bust that out next week. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Here are today's prop picks for BYU against Utah Valley tomorrow night, live on BYU TV, presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Ben Bagley, what do you have for us at number one? All right, Spencer, you get the first pick here. Who makes the, fir- who makes the first three-point play for BYU tomorrow? And I'm not talking just three-point shot, three-point play. Um, his initials are the first two letters in the alphabet, so naturally it will come first. Alex Barcelo, A-B for three, will be the first to score a three-point play or a three-pointer. I go Connor Harding. Alex Porcello will drive, kick. Connor Harding will make a three. Or he'll get to the rim and... And what? Okay, number two. All right, Jeremy, you're the first one here. More points for BYU in the first half or the second half tomorrow. I go second. I think BYU makes some adjustments at halftime. They really turn it on. Second half. I agree with you. It will be the second half. Okay, and full disclosure, prior to this... I've known your picks before, and you've known mine. I don't know your we don't picks know them. today. We don't know them. A little just wizard of Wheel of consequences. Bit. Not knowing yep. each other's picks yep. beforehand. Yep. yep. Number three, Ben. It's getting serious in here. Last one. Only three picks. Four fouls or offensive rebounds for <laughs> Caleb Lohner. <laughs> fouls. Oh, really? Fouls. He, he had... Uh, 
three offensive rebounds or four last night, but five fouls. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm going offensive rebounds. I think he's going to be extra cautious about the fouls tomorrow night because oh. it's top of mind. Well, and let's be honest, it's not likely that Gavin back to place tomorrow night, even if he's better than it looks, right? Um, so, you yeah. know. Okay. We're on opposite ends of those fouls. picks. Offensive rebounds. He's so Jameson physical, fouls. though. It's hard not to. He's just like, just so strong. How is that? How is he 6'8", 235 out of high school? He came like, out. It's incredible. He came out with a denim cutoff sleeve shirt last night. <laughs> I love his personality, <laughs> dude. Like, he is such, like, Caleb Loner looks like he's the best hang ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need that friend that you're like, no matter what we're doing, it's just fun. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Chill. No, he's hilarious. Like, he looks like he's up to do whatever. Like, anything. He's got he's Justin sure, Timberlake yeah, hair from InSync uh, in 2000. Amazing. Our question of the day, which Black Friday deal are you buying for BYU today? In response, our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Colonel underscore James 83 on Twitter. Whatever it takes to pay off the Pac-12 commissioner, the Utah Athletic oh, Director, and the State Health Commission to play the Utes on December 19th. Pay off? We're talking about that? Jeez. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out. You're buying it. It's Black Friday, right? You're buying it. That's true. Yeah. It just seems like nefarious means. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shadow is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, both of us, uh, Gavin Baxter, he's got a knee injury. Hopefully it's uh, you know less than more serious, but uh, perhaps serious. We don't know exactly quite yet. He was going to get an MRI last night. Yeah. There's been no official release of information relative to that, but I'm sure we'll find out before tomorrow night. So uh, best wishes for Gavin because yeah. – he made an extremely unselfish move to come back last year and play the seven games. He could have redshirted, but he helped BYU beat Gonzaga at home. Starter for the first two games, he was an integral piece of this team. We're thinking about you, Gavin. Get better, man. Uh, we're, we're wishing you the best. Also, uh, our thanks to today's guests, Zach Wilson and Jeff Judkin. <gasps> Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Ran out of time on Black Friday. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag... BYU. Rootables update. Texas leading Iowa State 13 to 7. Hook them. Hook them. Hook them. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Micah Alba. We'll see you tomorrow night. BYU basketball hosting Utah Valley on BYU TV 9 Eastern. Countdown to tip off just before that. Go Cougs.